views expressed on the following program are those of the host and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership. Phoenix, Brother Mike is back on the radio program. Welcome to HardcoreChristianity.com. Thank you for tuning in. Today's Bible study is on Prosperity Liars. Prosperity Liars, hey, thank you for tuning in. Will you call somebody and tell them the radio program's on while I make a couple of quick announcements? Uh, this is Brother Mike. I'm the professional counselor, the Christian counselor at the Arizona Deliverance Center in Central Phoenix. We're on 15th Avenue, just south of Osborne Road in the heart of Maricopa County, Arizona. The website, hardcorechristianity.com, has all of our ministry services, our videos, our YouTube teaching channel, our Facebook pages, our sign-up sheet for our next free seminar here in March. Um, the PayPal button's on there. You can send us another donations. We appreciate it very much. 16 years you've been supporting the ministry, and we deeply appreciate it. Sister Karen's a realtor. She helps people uh, relocate here. We've had several people calling us about relocating to Phoenix to be a part of the ministry or to attend the ministry. And she's been helping people get their homes and relocating. We thank you for all your kindness. Today's Bible study prosperity liars prosperity liars can you believe these people that's enough of that turn that off Wow, money didn't save Pink Floyd, did he? Did it? No, I don't. I don't think so. But believe it or not, uh, we have a glimmer of hope from the rot gut, feces-driven TV preacher industry. Some hope is glimmering through. Check this out. Did you happen to see this article? came out in the paper just recently as a result of Billy Graham's death. Quote, In the wake of the death of renowned evangelist Billy Graham, controversial faith healer televangelist Benny Hinn, who has often been criticized for his endorsement of the prosperity gospel, said in a stunning confession Wednesday that sometimes he has taken the erroneous gospel too far. Quote from Hinn, Quote, We get attacked for preaching prosperity. Prosperity, uh, well, it's in the Bible, but I think some have gone too extreme with it, with it, sadly. And it's not God's Word that is taught, and I think it's a, I'm as guilty as the others. Sometimes you go a little further and you really need to go, and then God brings you back to normality and reality. Said Benny Hinn, age 65, as he reflected on Billy Graham's death with a ministry colleague in a Facebook Live broadcast last Wednesday. He admitted that he's grown older and come to understand the Bible more, and he now realizes that some of the things he learned from preachers when he was growing up aren't biblical. And the popular interpretation of the prosperity gospel, the teaching that believers have a right to the blessings of health and wealth, and they can obtain these blessings through positive confessions of faith and the sowing of seeds through the faithful payment of tithes and offerings, is one of those things, he said. Quote, The more you know about the Bible, the more you become biblically based and more balanced in your opinions and your thoughts because we are influenced. When I was younger, I was influenced by preachers who taught whatever they taught. But as I have lived longer, I've 
I've come to learn that, wait a minute, you know, this doesn't fit totally with the Bible and it doesn't fit with reality. What is prosperity really, Benny Hinn said? It it's, means no lack. That's his new interpretation of the prosperity gospel, is not having a lack. He then elaborated on how he believes no lack should be interpreted. Quote, did Elijah the prophet have a car? No. Did he have a bicycle? No. But he had no lack. Did Jesus drive a car or live in a mansion? No. He had no lack. How about the apostles? None of them lacked anything. Today the idea is abundance and palatial homes and cars and bank accounts. The focus is wrong, he said. It's so wrong. He said even though he has been accused of living lavishly and flying private jets in the past, that is not how he currently lives. Quote, I mean, forgive me, people have accused me of things that aren't even real. One guy wrote a comment, oh, he's worth $40 million. Oh, how I wish that were true. I would give it all to the kingdom of God before God Almighty. Well, he flies private jets. He said, no, I don't. I've not flown private in, in uh, years. I fly commercial like everybody else. We all sadly make the mistake of thinking that this is what God wants and what God says. No, that's not what I want, says the Lord. It's time to live biblically. You know, it all comes down to one thing. Do we love Jesus? Yes or no. If we love Jesus, then it's all about Jesus. If we don't love Jesus, then it's not all about Jesus. Hen, who was born into a Christian family in Israel, has repeatedly been accused of being a fraud and criticized for living extravagantly while leading a ministry that rakes in more than $100 million a year. In a 2009 interview on ABC's Nightline, Hinn denied being a fraud. Quote, I think if I was fooling the people over 35 years of it now, I would have been caught already fooling them. Unquote. Last April, after criminal investigators from the IRS and inspectors from the U.S. Postal Service executed a closely guarded raid on the offices of Hinn's ministry in Grapevine, Texas, he revealed that they were looking into certain operations of the church. While he did not go into much detail about what aspects of his ministry federal officials had reviewed, he said in a statement on Facebook that he, he was confident the investigation will end favorably. Quote, As he has been widely reported, Benny Hinn Ministries is cooperating fully with the government entities and, and are reviewing certain operations of the church. The ministry has undergone intense scrutiny over the years, and we remain confident that there will be, again, a positive and speedy outcome in the days ahead. Can you imagine that? Here's what Benny said he wants to do with the rest of his life. Quote, we all want to finish right. We all start right. Sometimes we stumble here and there. But when you come right down to it, we all want to finish right. I'm 65 years old now. I surely don't want to blow it at this point in my life. And I thank you for praying for me, and I really mean that. Well, this is a little glimmer of hope, folks. Some somebody's actually doing something right here. Uh, maybe Benny Hinn. I don't know. I don't. I don't uh, trust any anything ever anybody says on television, particularly among these TV preachers. Uh, Kenneth Copeland was on YouTube bragging that he was a billionaire, but this whole prosperity thing finally started 
years ago with Oral Roberts. He came up with this seed faith doctrine. If you plant a seed, you will receive multiple blessings in return. Well, Kenneth Copeland was was at ORU and graduated from there, and he took that doctrine in the 70s into the stratosphere. And that's where this thing came from. Even Kenneth Hagin got wrapped up in prosperity for a while, but before he died, he wrote a two-page letter explaining that the prosperity doctrine was not real and that it had been massively exaggerated over the years. So I know Kenneth Hagin repented of it before he died. But let me give you a couple of quick examples, if you don't mind. Matthew chapter 19 is interesting. Jesus is talking about uh, what happens to born-again Christians in the ministry. And he says, quote, Everyone that has forsaken houses, brothers, sisters, fathers, mother, <coughs> wife, or children, or lands, for my namesake, shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. That's Mark chapter, Matthew 19. Matthew 13 says, phase four of the parable of the sower. And it's very clear. Quote, The word of God is the seed, and some seed fell onto good ground, and it brought forth a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Mark chapter 10, verse 30. Jesus is again discussing the results of born-again Christians who sacrifice their lives for the glorious gospel of Christ. Quote, He shall receive a hundredfold, now in this time, houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, lands, and persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. Now what's going on here? It's obvious. It's obvious These are illustrations. This is not specific language. If you surrender your life to Christ and go into the gospel, you don't get a hundred parents, a hundred more sisters, a hundred more wives. Now, if you're King Solomon, you do, but you're not King Solomon. Eh? You're not chuck full of demons like King Solomon. You're not a sex addict like King Solomon. You don't get a hundred wives. You don't get a hundred lands. You don't get a hundred full. Don't you see, friends, it's figurative language. It's so easy to interpret. If you're good ground, and I hope you are, and if you regularly listen to this radio program, you are probably good ground, probability. You don't get exactly a hundredfold result when you spread the word of God. Sometimes you get nothing. You don't get exactly sixtyfold, do you? You don't get exact, exactly thirtyfold. It was figurative language. He's illustrating general principles of God providing all your needs according to his riches and glory. Jesus was flat broke. He didn't even have any money to pay taxes. He didn't have any money to buy a grave. Somebody donated it. He didn't have any money at all. He was broke. Jesus didn't never accumulated lands and wives and houses and this is ridiculous. The whole prosperity doctrine is a lie and it breeds 
depression and defeat among Christians who believe this insane doctrine, and then they speak it out and blab it out, and it doesn't happen. So then the demons come along and tell them that the Lord is a failure and he doesn't honor his word. Listen, if this prosperity doctrine were real, I'd be a trillionaire. Why is that? I donate 100% of my salary every year to the ministry. Well, by, by this, according to Kenneth Copeland, I should be a trillionaire. Who donates 100% of their salary to the ministry? When you donate money to HardcoreChristianity.com, you're donating 100% of your money into the ministry. None of it goes to me, and nobody on my ministry staff gets a salary. We're all sacrificing, loving, caring volunteers. If this doctrine were true, I would certainly be reaping the benefits of it. And of course, I am reaping it spiritually, not materially. The views expressed on this program are those of the host and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership. This program was sponsored by Michael W. Smith.